This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, I've been through his desk. I've been under his desk. I went in all the drawers. I even tried to log on to his computer, uh, but he, uh, I couldn't because he's got some kind of passcode thing on there. And I cannot find the pills, uh, the, the the ones that he obviously have been taking for years. Uh, the ones that uh, the, 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 the I went out to a concert late last night and got up and worked early in the morning pills that Steve Simpson takes uh, when he goes out to Beyonce or Earth, Wind and Fire or one of the many shows that he sees over at the Hennepin Theater Trust. And then he comes to work at five o'clock in the morning and he's all up and perky being Steve Simpson, being real Steve Simpson-y. And so uh, I, I got I had to get him on the show because uh, can you tell me what these pills are, these magic pills? Because I went to see Earth, Wind and & Fire and Lionel Richie last night, and it is um, a little more of, of an effort to do the Shaletta show today than it normally is. Nothing but clean living, Shaletta. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> Nothing but clean living. Man, look. No pills here. You got to have something because we are people of a certain age. Okay. I remember in my, my 20s, I could go out and party all night, not have oh, yeah. anything to drink or eat, and come back and take a test, make an A or a B, and then have lunch, and then party all afternoon and party all night and do it all over again. And then my 30s, I was able to go out all night and, and work all day. And so uh, 51 years old, I want to go to the Earth, Wind & Fire concert. So I woke up, and then I worked, and then I took a nap. And then I took my vitamins and my pills, and then I I, I, I ate lunch, right. and then I laid down on the sofa to rest. And then I put my comfortable shoes on, and I went to the X because, you know, I can't wear my heels anymore because I, I need to make sure that I don't sprain anything. And and then, you know, I partied all night with Lionel and Earth, Wind and & Fire and you and Vanita and, and everybody else in town who was there because the place was packed. And, and then I got up to do the Shaletta show, and my body was like, girl, sit down. Sit, sit all oh, yeah. the way down. So I, I don't know how oh, yeah. you do that because you do that on a routine, regular basis, Steve Simpson. Well, this year, I, if you noticed, I did start taking off the days after I, I've been going to some of these things. Uh, I finally learned after all these years that uh, you're right. I'm getting to an age now. I'm, I'm well past the age now where I need my rest. And, uh, and so, yeah, there, there have been more times than not that I've taken off the next day. The Beyonce concert was the outlier in that. And, whew, did I feel that the next morning? Because I did have to work after the Beyonce concert, which was fabulous. And, I, and as you know, that went, you know, into the night, and then I had to take the light rail home and stuff. So uh, that was a little challenging for me. The great thing about last night, it was for me, 
not for you because you had to work today, but for me, I have off on Saturday. So I was looking forward to this concert last night because I'm like, man, this is a Friday night. So I, I can stay up to midnight and not have to worry about it. You know what? You ain't got to see. It, it's enough that you're not here, but then you're going to rub it in my face. Okay? Couldn't find well, I, the, listen, the magic pills I, <laughs> that you take when you go to a concert wish, and come to work the next me. day. There have, been a few, there have been a few mornings where I wish I had a magic pill or whatever it took. Whatever it took. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes, listen, I get up at 245 Monday through Friday. That be a.m. for those that don't know. And uh, so I just... You know, I, I got to have a life, you know, I got to be able to do other stuff. So I try to take a nap during the day before I go out. And then the next day, I probably take another nap if I'm going to be out fairly late. And I, I try to get right home and go right to bed. And I'm actually I'm pretty good at actually going right to sleep after I get done with something like this. I've gotten good at that over the years. So that's that's helpful. I don't have to like lay there for an hour trying to fall asleep. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it is. But, again, it's it gets tougher. There's no question it gets tougher the older I get. Yeah, yeah. You didn't You didn't give me no handbook. I mean, if you're not going to leave your magic pills, <laughs> leave me a handbook. You know, go to sleep right. at the top of the hour. Take you a catnap. Uh, let your right. guests do all the talking and nod off and hit the mute well, button. Something. You didn't tell me nothing. You didn't give me any no. kind of roadmap to success. Nothing. Listen, I wish there was a roadmap because guess what? If there was a roadmap to, uh, you know, some of this stuff, I, I wouldn't be getting up at 245 in the morning anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. I would have figured it out long ago. But, uh, but yeah. Okay, you got to tell me because, listen, I thought, I actually thought that I had a good time last night until I read John Bream's uh, Star Tribune review of the concert. Uh, uh, did you have or thought you had a good time last night? Because I, I thought I had a good time until I read the review. I had a tremendous time. And, I, and I, I, I saw what John Bream was trying to do. John Bream, of course, from the Star Tribune and, Ross Rahalia does a nice job over at the, the Pioneer Press, and he had a good, he had, he had a good uh, review, too. Look, I, you know, Lionel Richie's a 70-something-year-old man. He's been in the entertainment business for 50 years. Um, he's not what he was 30 years ago. I think the cool thing about Lionel is he knows he's not the same person he was 30 he years ago. He ain't even trying to be the same person. No, That's the worst thing exactly. you can do is go to a concert and dude is 80 and he's still trying to hump around. Have you seen Bobby Brown at concert? It's horrible. Precisely. It's Precisely. horrible. And I love the fact that he's kind of self-deprecating. You know, he, he, he gets right out front. He, it's a, you know, he, he, he acknowledges the elephant in the room, you know. Uh, but he also is acknowledging the elephant in the room from his perspective, right? Look, he knows there are a lot of us people out there that are, that are not who we were 30 years ago either. And so I thought it was fantastic. I happened to see him, had an opportunity to see him in um, Las Vegas when he had his residency out there. And that was, I had no expectations. I totally went on a whim um, because I happened to be there. And my buddy said, you want to go see Lionel? I was like, yeah, I'll go see him. And it was fantastic. Um, oh, he for the same this. reasons I'm saying now, you know? Yeah. So when I heard that he was coming to St. Paul, I was like, let's go. I'm, I was all in. So I had a, I had a good time. I had a good time. And I think that it was what we expected. They were going to play some old school exactly. tunes. They weren't going to be, they're not going to be up there dancing and trying to break a sweat. You know, they're not going to be doing those old school moves. They got some young yep. boys blowing the horns. They're not going to get over there and try to play all the instruments and turn flips and stuff like they used to do back in their yep. younger days. But can I just tell you two things that impressed me? Number one, they started on time. When oh, they said time. 730, they didn't mean 731. 
They didn't mean 738. I was over at Kincaid's eating the lobster bis soup, and I look around because I'm with some of my white girlfriends. And, uh, and so they were like, Shaletta, the concert starts at 730. I said, girl, that don't mean nothing. Look, we go oh, eat yeah. these. We go drink these drinks at Kincaid's. We go eat this soup. And we just go hang out. And they were like, Shaletta, everybody's gone. I'm like, yeah, that's all the white people. Y'all like to be the stuff early. This is not yeah. going to start. We got in there at 741, and I heard Earth, Wind, and Fire singing. And they shot me a look like, we tried to tell you. So no, I, I would I have was, been right with you. I would have been right with you. That was the first, I think I might have been. I'm gonna go to concerts a long damn time. I think I might have been the first concert in my life that started on time, like ever. Yeah, in four I, years. It was not seven thirty one. They was on the stage yeah. at seven thirty oh 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 oh. Yeah, it, it was just amazing. And Steve, the voices. These men oh. have somehow been able to preserve their voices. For 50 years. They have some backup singles, but Lionel Richie and Philip Bailey are out there Philip singing Phil. the lead oh, yeah. vocals on these songs. This Philip Bailey dude is a falsetto. He got to hit the high notes, and Crazy. they sound just as good as they did. I, I don't know, because look, we were screaming last night, and I'm struggling to come in here and do this show. I'm trying yep. to figure out how they do night after night, concert after concert, and still put that out. Just the, their instrument is their voice. They sounded amazing. No, absolutely. I mean, Philip Bailey particularly. I'd never seen them in concert in all these years. Um, that was the first time I'd seen her. Okay, stop. Put a pin right there. How did that happen? I, you know what? It's so weird. I was thinking about that because, you know, September is literally one of my favorite songs. That I know. I know that. So how did this you know, happen? But I, I don't understand how it happened. I don't know why or, or what it was that got in the way of me being able to see them up until now. But I was absolutely blown away by Philip Bailey's voice last night. It was, and again, for the reasons you just said, he hit the high notes effortlessly. And it's like, you know, you just don't see that normally. You don't hear that with guys of his age, you know? You don't hear um, that with guys half his age. Precisely. Exactly. No, good point. Fair point. Um, but it was it was great. If I only had and and look, this is a me problem. But if I only had one hold, little criticism, wait, hold on, hold on. We're gonna do the yeah. criticism. I'm gonna take a commercial break. I know you're hanging out with your sister, but she's just gonna have to hold on with the family barbecue because you're hanging with Fair your work right. sister now. So hold Let's on, go. because I want to know if your if the thing that you were disappointed about last night was the same thing that I was disappointed about, and I didn't even know I was disappointed about this until John Breen mentioned it in his article. More with Steve uh, Simpson when we come back. I am sitting here sucking on Hall's cough drops, plain, of course, the Vapo Cool Extra Strength. I'm, I got the hot tea going. I got the water, warm water going, trying to get through the rest of this show because my voice is shot. I was screaming at, at the Earth, Wind, and Fire Lionel Richie concert last night, but somehow, Steve Simpson, these guys have preserved their voices after 50 years of performing night after night. Yeah, it's it was remarkable, and and uh, you know, I thought Lionel Richie. I know Bream said you know a couple of times he couldn't hit the high notes, but I thought Lionel Richie's voice was really strong. But I think Philip Bailey's voice was even stronger, and and it was it was just great, and and really, really just a good time. Uh, like I was saying before the break, I think the only well, what was your credit? What did you? What was your criticism of it, if you had any? I didn't really have a criticism. The one thing that I wish would have happened 
that they had a sing-along yeah. at the end. And I didn't even realize I missed it until John Bream said something. There's no way you got Earth, Wind & Fire and Lionel Richie out there, and they don't come out to help him sing all night long. Or they don't save an yeah. Earth, Wind & Fire song like September, and, 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 and they all sing that. I, I mean, I could just see that in my head. That would have been so much fun. We would have been hanging off the ceiling had they done that. Well, and as he said, they did that when they toured with Chicago, apparently. And I remember hearing that when it happened, because, again, both of them have a lot of horns, you know, a lot of brass. And, and you can totally hear that. And so you're right. That was something I didn't know I missed until I read that. I think my only thing, and again, this is a really minor, minor thing, but and this is just my expectation when I go see like iconic musicians and these two are iconic. Right. And they've got. 40 years of music behind them. I don't want to hear anything other than a top 10 hit. Oh, like oh, a top, oh, oh. And there, and there are, I know, I know I would get, I know some people disagree with this, but this is just me. I said this, I, I was joking when we got tickets to see Madonna, you know, I was like, listen, here's what I want from Madonna. I want her to start with holiday in 1983 and go in order until she runs out of time. Every top 10 hit. That's all okay. I want to hear. Yeah. That's yeah. just a me thing because because there were a few that I either was familiar with but didn't really know or or didn't know at all. But I saw other people around me dug them, so I was like, okay, well, this is just not. I didn't I didn't know it. So that was my only. And again, it's a minor because I like the songs. I just wasn't familiar with. Them. Okay, now you know but what. 90, I, I like of the that. songs I got. Okay, I like that, and I like the way you put that together because we came to for them to bring it. We came for them to bring us back to the old school. No matter what age we were, that was old school, right? And we want all of our yep. old school classic hits. We want them to touch us. We want to remember what we were wearing yep. when we heard it, who we were dating, who we were dancing with, who we were married to, who we were in love with. You know, we want to remember those things. And I, I, I was like that too. It was like I was up jamming, I was dancing, I was having a good time and then they sang something i just sat down i remember going to the bathroom i was like, i'm going to the bathroom because i don't know this song yep no that's exactly i'm glad and again that was that was it it's like and and because we're talking about musicians that have a, a, a such the wide and deep catalog that they have of hits they don't you know there are some there are some acts that go on to, on in concerts and they got to play stuff that nobody knows because they only have a handful of hits. But right. these two between Lionel Richie and Earth, Wind and Fire, they would still be playing if they just played top 10 hits Ooh. that they've had over the years. You know, they probably so just that, should do number ones because they, you know, right, the only right. other person is Stevie Wonder. If Stevie Wonder did his top 10 hits, he would be performing nonstop for like a week. But you're right. These right. guys have enough to just do the, 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 the songs that we know and love that everybody knows love that are so universal. Yep. So that that was if I had any kind of just wish that I wish they wouldn't have gone deep a couple of times like they did. But again, I looked around and some other people were enjoying it and knew the words. I was like, all right, well, this is, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'm glad you had the same kind of experience with it, too. I was all right. That's because I, I did wonder, is this just me? But I was looking around. I was like, ah, some people are sitting down, just like you said. Yeah. OK, now I got to ask you this, because John Bream used some words in his column that I didn't understand. OK, it's not my vernacular. Yep. I've never heard anybody say it. I don't even know if I'm about to say it right. But he said a word. He wrote a word and I'm trying to read it. It's schmaltzy. What in the hell is schmaltzy? Schmaltzy is kind of um, campy, kind of. Um, is it a negative thing or a positive thing? Well, it could be either one. I think 
I think it's a little bit negative, but it's also, to me, it's like kind of positive because that's what I expect. Like, I want Lionel Richie. Schmaltzy's kind of like Las Vegasy, you know? Oh. Glitzy and glamoury with a little bit of uh, corniness to it. Maybe just a touch of corny. Okay. That's the that's the definition. Okay. Okay. Now, I think schmaltzy in this case is a little bit. I don't. I. I think maybe there was a touch of schmaltz, but here's what I dug though. I will say this about Lionel, and this kind of reminded me of Diana Ross a little bit. He mentioned Diana Ross last night because they had the duet back in the day. Mm-hmm. I love the way after every song he would stand and hold his hand or his arms out on either side, and kind of wait for people to cheer. Like, <laughs> as if to say, I'm stay here until you give me the recognition I deserve. And it happened every time. I loved that. I, I thought that was totally great. I did, too. I, I said, you know what? I'm Lionel Richie. You remember those Dave Chappelle uh, where he said, I'm Rick James. Mm. You remember that? And, and I'm like, he stood up there like, I'm Lionel Richie. Mm. You're going to clap for me today. That's right. And I loved it. And he did the same thing when I saw him in Vegas, you know. And and I, I loved it. So maybe, you know, that could be interpreted perhaps as a little schmaltzy. But I, you know, I, like I said, I, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Again, partly because I had already seen him. Um, so I kind of knew what I was getting into this time going in. But I thought it was really fun. Okay. Now, I got to ask you this. What is shtick? He, John Breen has, is, is, am I saying it right? Shtick, shtick, how do you shtick. say it? Shtick is like an act, like a shtick. It's kind of like an act. It's kind of like a, and it can be, shtick, by the way, can be a little bit schmaltzy. Oh, yeah, because he, so, he used them two words real close together in, in the column. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so schmaltzy, shtick is like an act that is, um, that can be, again, a little bit over the top. I would say that would okay, be my you're talking to me. You said so I'm a shtick because you said something so, about being over corny. the top. So I'm a whole shtick. <laughs> corny. <laughs> you're a schmaltzy <laughs> You're a corny over the top person. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, but that's that's what it is. But and again, that, there might have been a tinge of that in both instances, but I don't think to me, I didn't take that. I was like, OK, call it what you want. I thought it was fun. Okay, now I have to say that I I don't know about you, but I read the reviews after a concert and I have to apologize to Ross because when I read his I read his Beyonce um, review last time, he said that Beyonce had a meticulously crafted show and I must have been hormonal because I thought meticulously crafted was an insult. And I wore him out on social media, Steve Simpson. I really did. I wore him all the way out. But for whatever reason, I, I felt like meticulously crafted was a bad thing. Like, I, and I don't know why I thought that. And I talked about him like he didn't have no mama. So I have to apologize to him. Uh, I sent him a card to say sorry because uh, I really did go in on him. And then somebody had to pull me to the side and said, I don't think that's what he meant. I think it was John Chrome. And he was like, Shaletta, I don't think meticulously crafted was a bad thing. And for whatever reason, when I read that, Steve, it made me feel like like he was saying she put on, you know, the, the show wasn't it, her heart wasn't in it. Like it wasn't, um, you know, it, it wasn't all of her like somebody else crafted it. And she was just like a, kind of a machine. But that's not really what he was saying at all. And so no. I read these reviews. 
reviews, and sometimes I get in my feelings as a black woman because, you know, Taylor Swift had just left, and I didn't think they was giving Beyonce, you know, all the, you know, love that they gave Taylor when she came. And I was, like, meticulously crafted. Let me tell him one got doggone thing. I'm going to let him know. And, <laughs> and, baby, baby, you tell me I had to apologize to that man. I had to send him a whole greeting card to say I am sorry. <laughs> well, listen, I got to say, I read your tweet and your, your social media comments about the uh, about it before I read his column. And so I was like, oh, what did he say? So I went and read it. And I was and then I went back and read some of your tweets. I was like, is she reading the same thing I am? But then I was like, well, I'm not getting into it because I don't know where this is all coming from. Steve, but, next but time thinking... you see me doing something crazy, pick up the phone and call and stop me, please. Don't let well, me be out here in these streets acting crazy, please, Steve Simpson. Don't let me do that. I will. I promise I will. But honestly, I did. And I was like, well, maybe I'm not seeing, maybe I'm not reading it right. Maybe I'm, maybe she's seen something I'm not. But, but because I thought his, his review of the Beyonce concert was about as perfect as you could, like, like both he and Bream were like over the top, you know, just their, their praise was effusive. Right. And so. And well earned. It was well earned. She did a great job. But yeah, Steve, I was I was all I was all the way off. But Steve, please remember that I'm hormonal. Okay, I'm going through the change. Okay, okay. I done start wearing the pins. I'm peeing on myself. Okay, my kids are talking now because they weren't talking before. All of them are talking now. They see I used to be the house quiet because they had autism. They couldn't talk. They talking now. I done divorced my husband. I had to move him in the basement. Okay, it's a lot of stuff going on over here, Steve. So if you see me out in these streets acting a whole fool and it don't make no sense pick up the phone and say girlfriend delete them tweets you wrong you wrong well well i promise i'll do that next time i promise <laughs> i really was questioning my own i felt like i was being gaslighted like i was questioning i was like maybe i didn't read that like maybe maybe i read something different <laughs> Right, but, but I look, got my own issues. And like and, but, and that's what that's what somebody was like. They was like, Okay, you just listed off all this stuff and then you got time to go over here and harass poor Ross. Ross was not bothering you. Ross Ross was not in your business. Ross did not call your name. Yeah. You jumped on Ross and you bit him in the jugular. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. I feel right. so that's, bad that's for Ross. Funny. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Ross. I will say he enjoyed last night's concert, from what I could tell in the, the his review last night. Man, so he, he I'm scared. I'm, I'm not reading anything else that Ross write. I'm just I'm gonna click around it. I'm afraid. I'm very afraid. My computer just gonna blow up. <laughs> All right, thank you for hanging out with me with your work sister. You go back to your real sister. Tell her we said hey, and thank you for letting us borrow you for a little bit. All right, will do. Thanks, Shalotta. All right, talk soon. And don't go anywhere. I've got a great event to tell you about that is coming up next Saturday in downtown Minneapolis. We're always talking about getting back downtown, enjoying downtown. I want you to plan with me to meet me downtown next Saturday to get empowered, enlightened, and inspired. By what? I'll tell you about it coming up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. You know, folks are always coming to me out in community and, and they say, Shaletta, I listen to your show and it is where I can learn more. It is where I can get the information I need to become an ally. But but I need more uh, than just the Saturday show that you do, because sometimes, you know, it's all about autism and I'm really trying to educate myself. I want to be a better ally. I want to learn as much as I can uh, about the diverse communities around me. And and how can I do that? And so I was like, oh, my God. I got. I mean, this lady just, I was trying to go to the restroom last night at the Earth, Wind & Fire concert. And this woman was talking my head off. I'm like, ma'am, if you don't let me go pee, uh, you're going to be mopping or I'm going to be mopping. But I got to get to the bathroom. But she was really pulling my arm about where she could go, how she could get more information. And I said, and it came to me then. I said, I've one of my podcasters on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com, Lambert Fisher. He's a diversity and inclusion expert. He's going to be doing the TEDx Minneapolis talk next week um, here, downtown Minneapolis. Go get you some tickets. And she was like, okay. And we pulled it up like right there. And then I went to pee. But then I thought, I got to get Lambert on the show because I get that so often in community that I I wanted to use this platform that we have here at The Good Neighbor to invite Lambers on so that he could talk more about what he is doing in downtown Minneapolis next weekend with this TEDx Minneapolis talk. He's joining us courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hey, Lambers. Hey, Shaletta. How is it going today? I am doing great. I uh, am so excited for you and proud of you for being selected as one of the featured speakers at this TEDx Minneapolis talk. Talk to me about what this is. So TEDx, is, well, TED as a whole, the whole conference is one of the premier opportunities to get ideas out there that aren't really being talked about, things that people may know or not know but need to hear so that they can change their whole lives, no matter what environment you're in, personal, professional, and to get conversations going to start, new conversations that can help people interact healthily in their personal and professional relationships. And I consider it an honor to be able to bring something new to the table and help people help interact more healthily with each other. Okay, so I know you can't give us a scoop about what your speech is about, but can you at least give us a title? (laughs) Well, the title that I'm going with is Accepting the Inevitability of Offense. And that's one of the things that seems paradoxical because we often think of, well, if you're offended, instant conversation ender, instant relationship ender. If I offend someone, they're dead to me, I'm dead to them. And if I realize I've offended someone, then I have to feel shame and blame. How can I be that kind of person to have offended someone? 
But there's actually more ways to respond to that that can actually strengthen relationships, that can actually salvage and repair relationships if we move forward in a healthy way and have some strategies for how to do that that I think everybody will want to hear. Okay, I'm so glad you're here because I actually am in the process of that right now. Ross Rahala, he is a wonderful reporter at the Pioneer Press. He had a review of Beyonce's concert, and I took offense to it. Um, I was really emotional about it, and I didn't call him and say, hey, I'm about to put this on social media. Let's talk about it. Um, I need to understand why you used the word meticulously crafted. And and I I absolutely read that wrong. And instead of doing that, Lambert, I went online and I just I wore him out. I bit him in the jugular and made him bleed. And 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 what I you know, my criticism was all wrong. And so, you know, he is absolutely offended. He has every right to be right. But but how do I how do I go about apologizing? How do I go about trying to make it right? How do I go about you know, other than the card and the gift card and, and apologizing on the show and trying to call. And, you know, how, how do you take that first step when you have offended somebody? Because, you know, it's a speech and you doing this, this is what you do for a living. But right now it's real life to me. I don't make missteps like this. If I'm coming out at somebody with all the weight of my social media platform, it is because I have typically done my research. There's a wrong that needs to be righted or something needs to be exposed. And I was all the right wrong on this. And that's partly the challenge. And, and moving forward, there's a twofold way of thinking about it. One is what do I need to do internally? And then what do I need to do externally? Internally, we need to acknowledge that we're still a good person. We're still trying to do good things. Just because we've offended someone doesn't mean all hope is lost. I didn't realize I was that kind of person. I should just stop doing anything. I should just stop posting on social media. I should never say anything again because I'm one of those type of people that makes mistakes. It's like, no, you have reasonable intentions, good intentions. You don't have to delete them all. We just have to acknowledge that they can still have an interesting impact or an unintentional impact that can have uh, lasting uh, ramifications. So if we accept ourselves for our reasonable motivations, then we can then say, okay, now what needs to change moving forward so that I don't do the same thing again moving forward and have have that kind of impact on somebody else? Then you can go to someone else after you've done the internal work. Then you can go to someone else and acknowledge that, not acknowledge, oh, I'm so sorry, I have to gravel at your feet, I'm a horrible person, please forgive me, as opposed to I recognize that something I intended to go one way went a different way, acknowledge the impact, and then show that commitment to do something different moving forward. But you can do that with your self-esteem still intact. You can still do that respecting, showing the other person that they don't have to view you in a negative way because you are doing your best to make sure that doesn't have to be what happens moving forward. Okay, so you okay, so did y'all just hear that? He didn't know about the situation and he just gave me that off the top of his head. That is the depth and the wealth of knowledge that Lambert Fisher brings to situations like this, whether it is diversity inclusion. He's a, a marriage and family therapist. He's a best selling author. And now he is going to be giving us that wisdom and knowledge. If he was that amazing off the cuff. Imagine what his TEDx Minneapolis talk is going to be like. So I got tickets. Uh, I'm bringing some girlfriends with me because we all need to get better. And this is a a way for us to improve and get some information and and then turn around and share it with the people in our circle. But, but Lambert, I want you to tell people where the talk is going to be, when it's going to be, and how they can get tickets because I, I just want as many people as possible just hearing how you helped me work through this situation that I had not planned to work through this morning on my own show, uh, this afternoon, rather, um, you know, I know the speech is going to be off the chain. 
Well, it's going to be uh, next Saturday, uh, August 12th, at Orchestra Hall in downtown Minneapolis, so a great venue. So we're going to welcome as many people as possible. And you can find out more information on TEDxMinneapolis.com. Get tickets. Come join. It's going to be me. It's going to be other speakers there offering gems like that, as well as many more. Hopefully that can be practically applicable. This, is, this isn't a theory day. This isn't a hypothetical debate type of thing. This is practical strategies from various people of different professions and life experiences to help give you ideas to change your, your healthy interactions one day at a time immediately. And okay, everybody can check it out and come on. Yeah, because you did not give me some great buy and buy stuff. You were like, okay, did, I mean, did y'all hear what he just did in real time for me? You know, just the fact that, you know, I don't have to walk around with my head hung down. Apologize you know, strategies to to do better so that it won't happen again and then start working to rebuild that relationship if that's possible Um, and and respecting uh, if it's not possible. And and I just, I so appreciate you, Lambers, and and the knowledge and the information that you bring. If y'all appreciate it, Lambers, get on down to that TEDx Minneapolis talk um, coming up next week. And, And if you can't get there, Check Lambers out at the Diversity Dude podcast. You can find it on Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher's going out of business. Uh, it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube, wherever you get your podcast. He has um, what you're looking for, right? When you start talking about you want to be an ally, you want to start working through these relationships, whether it is on your job, in your community, um, it is with your friends. Uh, he brings the, the the knowledge and information that you give us, Lambers, every week. You ought to be charging for. I be embarrassedly listening to. I'm embarrassed to listen to uh, what you what you give and not send you a love offering or something because people pay hundreds of dollars to sit in workshops um, to learn what you are giving away for free on your podcast every week. Well, the goal is to have as much of a positive impact on everybody so that we can all have that impact and strengthen our relationships one day at a time. So let's keep it going. All right, Lambus. Thank you so much. God bless you. I know the TEDx Minneapolis talk next week is going to be off the chain, and I cannot wait. I'm wearing my Diversity Dude T-shirt because I want to make sure everybody know I'm with Lambus. I'm with Lambus. I'm over here. all right have a great weekend you too all right bye-bye and y'all don't go anywhere my friend steve thompson i had steve simpson now i got steve thompson i wonder if he was at the earth wind and fire concert we'll find out next it is 250 shaletta show is almost wrapping up but i had to find out if steve thompson was at the lionel richie concert because apparently everybody at wcco radio was there they were posting on social media taking videos with their good seats down front while i was way up in the nosebleed steve were you there i i was not i had uh twins duty I was on for Henry before and after uh, the ball game. So, no, I didn't make it. I, I would have loved to have gone. But, you know, I don't get invited to all those uh, events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did not see your name on the list. I did not see it. I did not see it. I'm not trying to start no mess. I'm just going to say the email went out and you were not on the list now. Mm. No, um, mm. I, I uh I don't get invited mm. to that stuff, mm. but that, that's fine. That's fine. 
So what's going on? I just I'm 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 always excited to talk to you. I hate you're not in the studio anymore because you always you know we do cool stuff like you. I, I just I tell people all the time. You know I, I've been on this journey to greatness for a long time, and every Saturday when you came in um, to do your show, you were always so encouraging to me and always you know patted me on the back and 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 clapped for me and and I don't even know if you realize how much that means when. You know, you're trying to do something that's never been done and, and accomplish things that you've never seen anybody do. To have somebody who's on your side and clapping for you and telling you you could do it, that, that means a lot. I don't know if I ever said it, but I sure do appreciate you. Oh, thank you, Shaletta. I mean, I, I, I've always been one that, especially, you know, someone like you that, that works so hard at what you do and, and want it so bad, I... I, lo- I love that. I mean, I love that trait that you, you're not going to take no for an answer. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, get get that first no, and it's like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll move on. Um, and and that's, that's admirable. Well, you know, it ain't easy being greasy. Um, you know, it, it is a little discouraging. I was I was in my prayer closet today. I had Sean buy me a seat. I'm like, I'm in here talking to the Lord so much. I need to sit down. I can't be kneeling on these hardwood floors. I'm going to need me a chair. So he got me a little chair. So today was the first day I sat in the chair. And and it's it's weighty. You know, it's weight, the weight of the assignment that, you know, God has given me. It's 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 heavy, you know, and to be able to try and do that with a smile. If, if I didn't have Jesus, I'd have a stroke. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Because it takes a lot of prayer. But, you know, one of the things that I was talking about this week, you know, on Monday, uh, on Tuesday, Black Business Month kicked off August the 1st. And I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And so um, I prayed about it and I came up with the idea um, to give five black female business owners $1,000 each. Right. And so I was posting about it on social media, and one of the, you know, folks at Care 11 saw my social media post, and they were like, we want to follow you. Where are you going next? And so they followed me for part of the day, you know, went to a couple of the businesses with me, and then they put it on uh, their news channel. And and so the next day I went back to one of the businesses uh, because apparently my account said they got to fill out a 1099 form since I didn't gave them some cash. And so I took the form to get her to fill out, and she was so busy. Flavor Cafe on Vaughn University. And she said, Shaletta, I just have to tell you, um, I I thought that the gift was the $1,000 you gave me. But the gift is that we've been going nonstop all day long. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm busy like it's 8 o'clock in the morning. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And so I'm sitting there, Steve, and I'm like, wow, this is a blessing. Thank you, God, for giving me an opportunity to do this. But then this is this is this is what really upset me. Now, when they're handing out like uh advocate awards and change maker awards and all this other stuff, they always pass me over. Like I never get the advocacy award. Like they'll give me an award for having four kids with autism three kids with autism. But you know, the business stuff, you know, and, and there are whole organizations where their focus is supposed to be to help small businesses and I'm doing more than then they've done all together and still like the change maker award where you get to throw out the first pitch and all this other kind of cool stuff. They don't call my name. I'm not like even up for consideration. I'm like, now who in the world is out in these streets helping folks and doing what I'm doing? Nobody. 
You know, and so I just, I, I have to do it, and it's hard to do because you get the nose, but then when you do it, you also don't get the acknowledgement. And so that's why I'm always taking our billboards and stuff, Steve, because if I don't clap for me, if I don't celebrate the wins, nobody's going to do that for me. It, it, that'll come. I, I believe that. And, See, I don't, and, Steve. I don't uh, believe it'll come. I don't. Oh, I, 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 I do. I, I believe that will come. You, you just keep doing what you're doing, and that stuff will come. It will. There, there, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the governors recognize you. you you've been hanging out with the governor. That, that's pretty good. I know. Uh, I know. That's cool. I, I and I, I, you know, I guess it's it just it's it's so frustrating when you know people start you know passing out these accolades for you know business advocates and change makers and all this other fellowships and all this other kind of stuff, especially when it's some money attached to it. You know, okay, you you didn't give me the trophy, and I, I'm gonna be salty about that. But when you got a check to go along with it, I'm gonna really be mad. And so you know, so as as I'm doing these things on the community, these big things and. You know, a lot of times they seem to go unnoticed. I, I You know, I, I just called the folks at Clear Channel. I was like, I need me a billboard. It's Black Business Month, and I need to celebrate me. And they were like, uh, okay. And, and so that's why, you know, I go in with my own spotlight. That's why I get the billboards. That's why, you know, I, I do what I do. Because if you act like you don't see me over here, I'm going to make sure you and everybody you know see me because I'm shining. Yeah, I, I believe that will come. I, I Hang in there. It, you, it will, you got hope. <laughs> I, 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 I do. I, the, sometimes that's all we've got. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Well, I hope you have a good show. I hope you have a good week, Steve. Uh, he will be here with you in just a few minutes. Until then, have a great rest of the weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 